Thanks for pressing play. If you think most business and marketing podcasts are just uh, not worth your time, you're probably in the right place. <laughs> this is Lockhead on Marketing. Of lately, uh, we've been getting a lot of questions around here about newsletters, uh, how, to, how to create a successful newsletter. And uh, if you're reading Category Pirates, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. We launched approximately six months ago, and we are currently in the top 1% of paid business newsletters on Substack. Uh, Substack being the number one newsletter platform. And uh, I, when I checked most recently, we were charting at, I think, number 12 of all business, paid business, <laughs> fucking A, paid business newsletters, <laughs> say that 10 times fast, on Substack. Anyway, so if you're reading Category Pirates, thank you very much. What our success so quickly, which frankly has been a shock to uh, Eddie Cole and I, uh, has led to is a lot of people asking us questions about how to have a successful newsletter. And so I want to get into some ideas about that on today's episode. The other thing I want to say off the top is I hear this all the time with newsletters, with books, with podcasts. It goes like this. Oh, there's 12 million newsletters out there. Um, it's too late. It's, it's, already, it's already too big. You shouldn't do a newsletter. You shouldn't do a podcast. You shouldn't do a YouTube channel. You shouldn't, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, when somebody tells you that, stop listening. They're insane. You see, uh, Paul McCartney's the greatest songwriter of all time, period. There's no debate about this, none whatsoever, period. And um, we recently taped an episode of Follow Your Different with uh, mega DJ musician Moby. And Paul McCartney's success didn't stop Moby from doing what he did. And he's had an incredible career and made some amazing music. And so my point is, Books and, and, and music and content of all kinds have been created since the first time a person told another person a story. And so saying that it's too late to start a podcast, it's too late to start a newsletter, it's too late to fill in the blank is insane. Just because uh, Paul McCartney's the greatest songwriter of all time doesn't mean you can't write legendary songs and uh, become known for a niche that you own. So I think all that talk is insane. Uh, now, our friends at HalloApp are the world's first real relationship network. If you've had it with traditional social media, then maybe it's time for you to get real on HalloApp, H-A-L-L-O-A-P-P.com, or check the app store of your favorite mobile phone and you can download HalloApp. No ads, no bots, no likes, no trolls, no followers, no algorithms, no influencers, no censorship, no photo filters, no feed feedback. Fatigue <laughs> or misinformation. Just you and your real friends and your real relationships. Check out halloapp.com today. And my friends at Splunk are the leaders in data to everything, bringing data to every question, every decision, and every action. Check out splunk.com slash D, the number two, and the letter E. And if you're not reading Category Pirates and you'd like a free trial subscription, email free to blackhole at lockhead.com and we'll get you hooked up. Now, hey ho, let's go. This is Lockhead on Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. Hey, hey, hey. 
All right. So we've been getting a lot of questions about how to do this. And frankly, we've had a level of success with Category Pirates that um, took us uh, uh, really off guard, so to speak. Uh, and here's why. When we started, we heard the same things that I think a lot of creators hear. Oh, everybody's doing Substack now. <laughs> no one's gonna... Okay, so that's the first thing. Everyone else is doing it, so you shouldn't do it. The second thing we heard is, uh, hey, listen, uh, the stuff you guys put out is way too fucking long. Business people need it short. They need tweets. They need sound bites. They want value bombs. Nobody is going to read a five to 10,000 word newsletter targeted at business people. Never mind, pay for it. This is what we were told. Okay, well, that's not true. So, like a lot of things, uh, and we've been writing about this in Category Pirates, category designers do not accept the premise. We reject the premise. When we started, we said, we're going to do the newsletter that we would love to read. And we're not going to be influenced by any of these idiots telling us what we should or shouldn't do. And I think, frankly, that mindset, that, that uh, I reject the premise mindset, and we are going to create what we think is missing in the world. And if we think it's missing, maybe some other people do. That's the mindset we came into Category Pirates with. All right, so here is the list that we've been sharing with people who want to uh, do their own legendary uh, top 1% newsletter. Okay, number one, have a different point of view. It is stunning how much shit is out there that is just a regurgitation. Figure out what makes you unique. Figure out what the unique point of view of your newsletter is. Make that true north and stick to it. So number one, have a different point of view. Number two, bring fresh data, frameworks, and insights. A lot of people, when they go to write stuff, they just re-swizzle other people's work and data. They are aggregators. Now, look, I'm not saying some aggregation isn't fine. People who do thoughtful ag aggregation of content can be very helpful. However, if you want to be a successful, differentiated newsletter writer, I believe, and I think Eddie and, and Cole do as well, do some primary data research. Uh, bring things that others aren't bringing. Give people frameworks that show them how to think about things. We believe that thinking about thinking is the most important kind of thinking. And so a framework gives people a start point for thinking in a unique or different way. And of course, have fresh insights. So number two, bring fresh data, frameworks, and insights. Number three, write with courage. Write with courage. Number four, don't write anything that's already being written. You see this all the time. You see it in the media all the time. Everybody's, if it's, if something's going on, we all have to have a hot take on it. Well, if everybody's writing about something and everybody's writing roughly the same stuff, why the fuck would you write the same thing? Number five, don't curate recycled stupidities. So if you want to include other people's work, uh, you want to build on other people's work, or even maybe you want to do some curation, that's fine. Make sure what you're curating and referencing is high quality, as opposed to what most people do, which is essentially recycle or retweet stupidities. Write tight. Number six, write tight. Number seven, if you're in the business space, don't write anything that you would see in tier two magazines like Inc., Fast Company, etc. And if you're in a different space, not, not business, uh, there's probably a similarity. That is to say, what's happened over time is there is a whole class of media company. Most of them are old line media companies who are now on the internet. And they've become carbon copies of uh, HuffPo. 
You see, Huffington Post created a new model that says we are A, going to aggregate shit, and B, we are going to pay people nothing to write stuff for us in exchange for the value of our platform. So what's happened is if you look at Inc. or Fast Company or Forbes or Fortune or any of these, you they all write this asinine clickbaity bullshit. You know, um, what Steve Jobs ate for breakfast and what you should too. Um, seven reasons why Elon Musk wears boxer shorts and all this other stupidity. And if you take a Fast Company article, you change the logo and put it on Inc. or Forbes, you, there's no voice, there's nothing distinctive, um, and it's mostly asinine clickbait. Don't write this stuff. And if you're not in the business space, my guess is a lot of the publications and media in your space are similar to the garbage on HuffPo, Inc., Fast Company, Fortune, etc. Number eight, know who you are not writing for. A lot of people say, hey, you got to know your audience, get to know your audience, get to know your That's very valuable. However, knowing who you're not for is more important than knowing who you're for. Because the worst thing that you can do is listen to the wrong people. Number nine, keep your eye on the ball, not the audience. Uh, we have had um, Dr. Avi Loeb, Harvard's top astronomer, on Follow Your Different multiple times now. And on his most recent visit, he's the guy that discovered the fact that he believes we've been visited by an alien craft called Oumuamua. If you haven't heard this stuff, uh, check it out on Follow Your Different or just Google Professor Avi Loeb. Anyway, one of the things he said recently on Follow Your Different, well, I was asking him about why he's not on social media. And he was talking about his disdain for some of these sort of celebrity professors and scientists because he doesn't have a social media presence. Not a nothing. And here's what he said. He said, keep your eye on the ball, not the audience. What makes LeBron LeBron, what makes uh, Wayne Gretzky Wayne Gretzky, what makes Jordan Jordan is they keep their eye on the ball of the puck, not the audience. And what's happened to a lot of creators in the digital world is they obsess about subscriber numbers, social media metrics, likes and shares and the like. If you're a podcaster, downloads, all that stuff. That stuff will make you nuts. And we want to obsess about our content, not our numbers. So keep your eye on the ball, not the audience. I stopped looking at all that shit. I pay very little attention to it because um, it's never helpful. If your numbers are too low, you're pissed off. And if you have a breakout and your numbers start to get really high, then you go, holy shit, how many people are consuming this stuff? And it starts to influence what you create, which is what made you successful in the first place. So keep your eye on the ball, which is the content, not the audience. Number 10, write every day, regardless of how often you publish. You know, in our case for Category Pirates, uh, we publish once a week, but we write every day. We're always working on it. And uh, you don't you don't improve at something by not doing it. If you want to get better and improve in boxing, then you got to train boxing right every day. Number 11, don't listen to anyone who tells you the newsletter category is saturated and therefore you should not do it. Like we talked about off the top. Uh, 12, if you want smart readers, write smart. We hear a lot about, you know, uh, uh, you know, speak to a grade eight level so that everybody can understand it. And people don't have much time today. And so they're not going to engage deeply. And so you just got to write pithy little clickbaity bullshit and da, 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 da. Well, you can do that. But if you want smart readers, 
Smart listeners write smart. Podcast smart. And number 13, do work you think is legendary. One of the dumbest ideas in, in, in recent business and startup uh, thinking is this idea of minimum viable product. And if you put minimum viable in front of anything else, you see how absolutely stupid it is. Tell your spouse that you want to raise minimum viable children. Tell your boss that you want to do minimum viable work here at the company, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Don't do minimum viable newsletters. That's as dumb as building a minimum viable product. You should think it's fucking legendary. And if it's not, work on it till it is. All right. So here's the list quickly. Uh, and by the way, this will all be on lockhead.com if you want to go check out the show notes for this episode. One, have a differentiated point of view. Two, bring fresh data, frameworks, and insights. Three, write with courage. Four, don't write anything that is already being written. Five, don't curate recycled stupidities. Six, write tight. Seven, don't write anything you'd see in tier two magazines. Eight, know who you are not writing for. Nine, keep your eye on the ball, not the audience. Ten, write every day. Thirteen, don't listen to anyone who tells you the newsletter category is saturated and therefore you should not do it. Twelve, if you want smart readers, write smart. And thirteen, do work you think is legendary. And I'll give you one more. This came from, I posted this on um, LinkedIn recently, this list. Somebody posted on there, uh, fourteen, and don't be marketing your shit all the time. You know, if you, I get it. Most of us who are writing newsletters are marketing other things as well. Um, but if you shove marketing and sales content in, in front of people, when you're supposed to be delivering them legendary content, you're going to see a big drop off in your numbers. Most business podcasters and newsletter writers do, in my opinion, way too much marketing of their own shit. All right. We would like to thank... Atranet, building legendary B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. Check out atre.net today. If you're in Australia and you want to do legendary marketing, check out my friends at rapidmedia.com.au. They have recently built one of the most legendary pieces of technology I've seen to synchronize demand and what's working and what's not working all the way through to your supply. It is really incredible when you can connect your demand gen to the entire way in which you do business. Check out rapidmedia.com.au today. My friends at NetSuite are the number one cloud ERP system. They are the platform you need for your business. Check out netsuite.com slash different today. And if you want to check out Category Pirates, send us an email, blackhole uh, at lockhead.com, right free in the subject, and we'll get you hooked up. My friends at Malibu Milk are the category queens of whole plant flax milk, and Malibu Milk is the first milk company ever created by a mom. Check out MalibuMilkWithAY.com today. All right, this podcast is a sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network, and it goes way better with libations. Please don't forget to tip your wait staff on the way out. Today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. Consult your your consult everybody, particularly your doctor, lawyer, and bartender before acting on anything you heard today. 
uh, your spouse called and they said, uh, go, go ahead, buy anything you want. It's cool. Uh, remember, the left lane is the passing lane. We are produced and edited by the GOAT, Jason DeFilippo. Check out his podcast, Grumpy Old Geeks. Sarah Knox and Jamie J do legendary technical execution around here. And they build Lockhead.com. Show notes by the handsome and talented GM Simon. Candy Dandy keeps all the trains running on time. Don't forget that Eddie Van Halen was right. Listen to Tom Waits and stay legendary. The thought I'll leave you with today comes from Franz Kafka, who said, Don't bend. Don't water it down. Don't try to make it logical. Don't edit your own soul according to the fashion. Rather, follow your most intense obsessions mercilessly. All right, thank you so much for your time and attention. And until uh, we see each other again, follow your different. <laughs>